Before you know it, he'd set the hook, and he would rip a five-pounder right out of the water, swing it right in the boat, look at me and say, that's how you get it done, son. Ever wonder what it'd be like to hit the tournament trail and fish with Elite Series anglers? It's time to find out on episode 61, brought to you by ReelsandTackle.com. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. Okay, welcome to today's show. Our guest is Kyle Jenkins, who's coming to us from the Northeast, which I think is finally warmed up by now. It's uh, middle of May, and uh, Kyle, hope you're thawed out and uh, all is going well for you up there. How you doing, man? John, it's nice to talk to you. Um, you know, it is. It's warming up. Um, we're finally, leaves just bloomed like within the last week. We got flowers, we got leaves. We got 65 degree water temps, and some of the smaller ponds we're even spawning in right now. So it's uh, it's exciting, and everything's coming to life. Oh yeah! So those fish are finally uh, shaking off their shivers and getting ready to eat something. I oh guess. man, yeah! I was just finding them the other day, uh, you know, pre-spawn in some of the bigger lakes, and uh, you know how they are—they're just as fat as can be, and mm. and just just hungry. You know, footballs in their bellies. Yeah. Well, I we had a kind of a weird weather weird winter down here in florida this year a lot of colder days that uh we don't normally have and i think it kind of messed i don't know that messed the spawn up but it sort of changed it around and and somehow i seem to have missed it (laughs) this year so i'm envious (laughs) that uh you guys still have a spawn going on and can get after some of those bigger fish yeah well, good deal. Well, before we jump off into the fishing, then uh, let's just have you tell us a little, little bit about you and All what right, you do. Cool. Um, well, uh, as you know, my name's Kyle Jenkins. Um, I uh, lifelong dream of being a professional bass fisherman. Nice. Um, started, um, yeah, it started way back, little kid. Uh, I still got pictures of me with not even a real fishing set, just the toy one that you, you catch them on the kitchen floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up up in uh, Rowley, Massachusetts. Um, my father uh, bought a house on a small pond where I would, I'd be out there all the way till 9 o'clock at night during the summers just catching sunfish and horn pout and, and, you know, little catfish and, you know, what there was for bass in there. And um, just always had the love for it. Um, cool. I, uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, first kayak at seven years old, and I would paddle all over every lake I could get on just to, just to go fishing all day. Mm-hmm. Then, um, you know, seven years old, I remember... Uh, I might have been a little bit younger, maybe five or six. I remember we were up at our camp up in uh, New Hampshire, um, and uh, my my father, we were on the beach, and my father, um, he told me, he goes, you know, I'm fishing, and, and he's relaxing, and he goes, hey, cast over by those um, those lily pads. The big fish are always, you know, by the lily pads. Mm-hmm. I remember he put his hat down over his head, and he falls asleep, and, and uh, before you know it, um, I, I use a, a tent caterpillar, and I put him on the, on the hook, and... Um, I, I catch myself a little, you know, two, two and a quarter uh, pound fish. And um, I remember waking my dad up, dad, dad, I got one, I got one. And from there, uh, that's the day that I really put together, you know, fish around structure and cover. And uh, yeah. I remember that probably is one of my best lessons. Um, they hit me at that age. And from there, you know, a New England, you know, especially we're always up in Maine, you know, New England, we got the lily pads and stuff and just always loving the fish around vegetation. And, uh, 
so so from that age, um, I you know, twelve years old, I got a uh, I got a fourteen foot John boat, rigged it up for bass fishing, used that for a couple of years, upgraded uh, to a little bass tracker. Um, you know, always wanted to fish the tournaments, and uh, you know, you know how money is in high school. It's oh, yeah. between a car and a boat, and, <laughs> and uh, so. So I could never do them during high school. Um, I remember my junior year of high school, I wanted to, um, I wanted to go to college and I wanted to fish. Um, I, I specifically, I was looking at uh, University of Central Florida. It just looked like a good bass program, good location <laughs> right. down by you, you know, yep. full, uh-huh. full of lakes. Um, and and th- this will come back around later, but I, um, I remember I, I, I actually Facebook stalked a guy that was the president of the the program. And I said, uh, his name was Miles Burgoff. And I said, you know, I got all the info from him, asked him all the questions, wanted to do it. Uh, anyway, I, I ended up, I didn't go to college. Um, I ended up, you know, wanted to follow my brothers into law enforcement. Um, they both said, Hey, you want to be in law enforcement? You got to join the military. So I, uh, I, I picked the coast guard, you know, it's, uh, the best one to do law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So, um, ended up going, going in the coast guard at 17. Um, I spent, jeez, uh, uh, I spent a year and a half in San Diego where mm-hmm. I really kind of lost my fishing. I'd sold the boat um, because of the move, and, right. and I, I was out there for a year and a half. We were deployed all the time going down to um, um, up to Alaska where I got to do a little bit of fishing, but, you know, only for three-day port calls. And then we'd go all the way down to South America, and, and we would do the, um, the uh, drug and, inter- uh, sorry, the immigrant interdictions um mm-hmm. from there uh got stationed in virginia for a school to become a mechanic i was there for a couple months uh that's where i met my wife and took her up to connecticut um four years later we're in connecticut got ourselves the little uh coming up on 15 month old girl and uh, about to make a move down to texas oh how cool um, a lot of a lot of big yeah, changes exactly. there oh definitely yeah and, and, and once i got it back to connecticut in the new england you know we got the we, you know, back to being able to go up to Maine and, and use my father's boat or kayaks and, and you know, bought another boat again. Um, I, I got back into it in that, that, that fishing sense that left me while I was, you know, on a ship for so long out in California, came right back. And, you know, from there I said, okay, you know, I, I don't have the college, but, you know, when a guy wants to, to make it to the major leagues, he, he, needs, to, he needs to go in the farm division. So, right. so I did my farm division. I did, uh, I did two years um, – fishing the Bassmaster Opens as a co-angler. Okay. Um, my first year, I did, I did the Centrals. Now, actually, that's a funny story, too. Um, one day, I'm on Facebook, and this old friend, Miles Berghoff, who was, who was going to show me the, the ropes at uh, University of Central Florida, mm-hmm. um, he's looking for a co-angler for the Opens. So I go, oh. I, I email him, or I, I message him. I go, I go, hey, you know, tell me about the Opens. I, I don't know much about a co-angler. Tell me about it. So he goes, he gives me all the info, and before you know it, um, we fished the Bassmaster Central the first year. Um, we had stops, two stops in Louisiana, uh, and a stop in Oklahoma. Okay. Um, and you know, we're spending during a, during a Bassmaster open event, you generally practice for three or four days. And then the tournament is two days and one more day. If you're in the top 12, okay. so I, I got to, uh, practice with miles for three days. And then, um, come tournament time, you're with a random, uh, fisherman each time. So wow. I really got to learn everything from Miles. And then, you know, during those two days of, of, of random fishing, I got to fish with, uh, you know, college, um, college anglers. I got to fish with uh, elite series guys. I even got to fish with a guy that won the Bassmaster Classic in 1974. His name is uh, Tommy Martin. But, oh, wow. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, it was it it was neat. Um and and then um we did that for a year and uh I went from there and we fished the Southerns last year. Um the Southerns we went to Florida on the uh man, what was that? The Harris chain. Mm-hmm. Um we also went to Tennessee to the Lake Chickamauga. And yep. then we also went to Smith Lake in Alabama. Yeah. So I, I really got to diversify away from just the clear waters in New England and get down, see some muddy Louisiana water. I got to see that stained Florida water and mm-hmm. then that crystal clear, rocky Smith Lake, Alabama water with the, uh, with the spotted bass, which is just all eye-opening, you know. So uh, this move coming up is, is just exciting me because, um, you know, I, it, it wasn't my first pick. I'd want to stay near family. But I told myself, if I'm not going to be near family, I need to go somewhere that's warm, where I can fish all year, and, and diversify <laughs> my fishing even even more so. So um, we, I actually got a, uh, a Coast Guard station um, down in Port Arthur, uh, Texas, mm-hmm. um, looking at living up towards, uh, right in between Toledo Bend and Sam Rayburn. So I think nice. uh, I think this will do it. You know, uh, four years down there where I can fish year-round and, and really... Um, Take everything I learned from fishing as a co-angler and learning from these pros, applying it, and and just going as far as I can go from here. Right, and you can also sneak in a little bit of uh, saltwater fishing that um, is going to be different than what you've been used to up there in the Northeast, for sure. Oh, that's right. I mean, I'd I'd love to get out there in in the Gulf of Mexico a little bit, or even Mm -hmm. the coastal land stuff. I believe uh, the red fishing is great down there and throughout Louisiana, and and I'm just I'm just excited to experience uh, experience all these different you know new fish other than the typical New England striper largemouth bass smallmouth bass. So um, I, I am looking forward to it, and I I just gotta keep telling myself I gotta keep focusing on on bass. I gotta keep focusing on bass fishing. You know <laughs> the the other stuff's fun, but I gotta focus on the uh, on the one. You know. Right. So that that's really cool that you've gotten to travel all over and, and fish all of these different f- famous lakes, really, um, doing that Bassmaster Open. D- tell me which of the lakes really called to you, you know, which ones you really liked and um, which ones you struggled with and, and for what reasons. Um, okay, so uh, ones I really liked, I, I really liked, uh, my first one was in uh, uh, Muskogee, Oklahoma, on the Arkansas River. Um, mm, okay. I, it was my first time seeing this muddy water. I'm like, oh, my God, you dip your hand in it and it's gone. You know, it's it's, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. like chocolate milk out here. Yeah. So, and, and there, was, there was some, you know, I, I was, especially my first one, I, my, my eyes were wide open. My mouth was wide open. I was just like, oh, my God, there's Greg Hackney and Jason Christie. We're in Jason Christie's backyard, and here mm-hmm. he is. And, and uh it just amazed me. And, and you know, meeting Miles, because uh, I, I watch Miles' TV shows. He has a TV show called Sweetwater TV. So seeing him in person, and I was just amazed. I'm going to spend a week with him and a couple other fishermen. It's going to be amazing. So um, I loved that one. You know, uh, that muddy water, I learned about the big spinner baits, you know, big, um, the, the big Colorado blades. Yeah. Uh, a lot about flipping a jig into, into those cattails. And, um, and it was my first one. I, I, you know, I, I wish it almost didn't happen because I, I got a top 40 in my first one and I was like, this is easy to do this. <laughs> and, and then I, and then the next ones came and I learned and I learned, I got that humble pie. So <laughs> it was, uh, that was one of my favorites. Um, you know, it was, it was a, a tough tournament for co-anglers cause it was, everyone was basically flipping. I mean, we, I remember we were going down a Creek and I'd see all these elite series fishermen and we were the last boat headed down it. And I, I needed, I only needed like one fish for three pounds to know I'd make the cut. 
and I'm mm-hmm. switching behind all these guys, and and I uh, and I flip, I catch one, and I was like, oh my god, this is it, you know, it's just a two pounder, but this is all I needed, and I ended up going the rest of the day without a fish, but I made a check, and I was like, I was like, oh my god, I can actually do this. So it kind of <laughs> gave me the uh, the the eye opening of doing it, but but from there, um, the Louisiana tournaments were tough. Uh, the Red River was extremely hard. I think the, on the pro side, um, who won it? Uh, uh, Alton Jones Jr. won it on like 33 pounds for three days. It might have been 33, 35 pounds. So it was very tough wow. even on the pro side. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, was, it was a grind. I mean, it was hard to stay focused for eight hours. I forgot what a bite felt like. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I would set the hook on a stick because I, I totally forgot what they, what they felt <laughs> like. So that was, that was very tough. Um, went down to another one in Louisiana on the Chafalaya Basin, which is absolutely gorgeous. That was a fun one. Um, that's where I got to fish with Tommy Martin. He was, at the time, he was 74 years old. Wow. He won the Bassmaster Classic in 74. And uh, he, it, it, that also opened my, one of my lessons I took from him was the, he, would, he would shut off that boat engine, and he would be up trolling motor in the water before I had my rod, my rod untwisted from all my other rods. And it was just um, the, the speed at which these pros have. And he also opened my eyes to the accuracy of casting. Uh, he was actually telling me that he fished some. Um, he was always righty. His mm-hmm. right shoulder went bad. I, I might be wrong if it was right or left, but his right shoulder went bad. And then, uh, and then he said, you know what? I need to learn how to cast with my left hand. So he learned. And uh, he really opened my eyes to you need to be able to hit every target and you should be able to do it righty, lefty, you know, over the shoulder, roll cast, flipping, whatever you're going to do, you need to be accurate. Because if you can put that lure where other people haven't, you're, you're going to catch them. So wow. that was my big lesson from that trip. Uh-huh. Now, now, mind you, all these trips, I'm driving in a, in a 2004 Honda Accord coupe. My rods are going right over my shoulder and I'm driving <laughs> 1,500 miles there, 1,500 back. I, you know, it just absolutely psych- looking back on it, even though I was only two years, you know, two years younger than I am now, I was like, how oh, psycho, what was I even thinking? <laughs> but you know what? I, that's another thing I put together was when you love something, you know, like, like bass fishing or hunting or, or race car, whatever it might be, if you love it that much, you're going to do it and you're going to find a way to succeed at it. And, yeah. um, and that, that's what I'm finding. And then I'm realizing like, man, I can go out there and I can fish for 12 hours go to sleep and fish again the next day for 12 hours. If I love something this much, how can I not succeed at it? You know, whether it's 10 years out, two years out or 20 years out, how can I not learn enough to succeed at it? So, right. um, that was my, that was my first year as a co-angler as a rap, uh, year number two, um, on the Southerns, which I was very excited for, cause I knew, you know, you know, big bass, Tennessee, uh, Lake Chickamauga, um, Lake Chickamauga was a blast. Uh, that was, um, I got to fish with Bobby Lane on one of the days. Oh, um, nice. We, uh, yeah, that was amazing. Uh, so fish with Bobby Lane, um, uh, you know, and, and that's what I was wondering is, okay, I'm, I got Bobby Lane today. He's a good fisherman. Does that mean I'm not going to catch any, or does that mean I'm going to catch a hundred? Right. Is he, is he going to put me around fish or is he going to suck them all up? So, mm-hmm. um, we went out and, and right away, um, he starts throwing, uh, a top water spook. I throw a jerk bait. I catch my three, um, and uh, one thing amazing about this was, um, I believe it was 16 inches, or I think it was 16 inches for a keeper bass at Lake Chickamauga. It was 16 or 14, which, you know, up in, down in Florida, it's 12. Up here in New England, it's usually 12. 
Mm -hmm. I was like, man, a 14 or whatever it was, 16 inch or 15 inch bass. That's a good size. That's like, you know, pound and a half, pound three quarters. But, um, so we're out there and I'm like, man, I hope I catch a limit. It was like three casts, three fish all on a, all a Rapala jerk bait. And, um, and one of my funny stories comes from this, uh, we're catching fish and, you know, I'm measuring them and making sure I'm calling out the right one. And, and, uh, I throw one back. Right. And, and, you know, Lake Chickamauga is known for, for 10, 12, 14 pound fish and just extremely aggressive and extremely healthy. Mm-hmm. And I knew it going in cause I had watched every visitor video there was on YouTube. And, and, um, I, uh, I, I grabbed this one fish. It might've been undersized and I throw it back, turn around. All of a sudden, I'm like, what, 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 what was that? And I look, the bass had jumped out of the water and back into the boat. <laughs> no. Landed right, it was right there on the carpet. I go, I go, Bobby, I just threw him back. He jumped back in. <laughs> it was the craziest <laughs> thing, I'll tell you. Not one of the um, smartest fish ever, was he? It, it was crazy, but it just went to show how, how muscular. You look at these fish, and they, they, just, they look like a football player compared to some of these guys. Uh, some of these other bass you catch, they're just, mm-hmm. they got the belly on them. They got, they got the shoulders on them. You know, it, it's amazing. But, uh, we spent a lot of the day that was in April and, um, of last, last year, I believe. And, uh, and we, um, we spent a lot of the day, um, he was finding fish on beds and, uh, which as a co-angler is your nightmare because, yeah. you know, he's on a bed. What do I do? So I just kept fan casting out and I was casting out a, um, a little wacky rig Senko and, uh, I was still putting them in the boat. They weren't big ones, but it was just like, you know, th- this fishery is amazing because, you know, I'm not casting any specific structure, but I'm still catching them. And uh, meanwhile, he, it, when he was catching me, we'd say, you know, 45 minutes an hour on one bed. And uh, before you know it, he'd set the hook and he would rip a five pounder right out of the water, swing it right in the boat, look at me and say, that's how you get it done, son, with that Southern <laughs> accent. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is scary when this guy catches a fish, you know, it was absolutely amazing to see how he worked and, and collectively as all these pros worked, um, our other one, Lake Harris, uh, or Harris chain, um, down in Florida, uh, mm-hmm. again, practicing with miles Berghoff, um, during practice, we were, we had about probably five guys in this one big house we rented. And, and you know, my, my goal for these two years of co-angling was I need to surround myself with, with fishermen that, well, you know, uh, you know, when you surround yourself with people of the same interest, it'll rub off onto you and you'll become a better, whatever it is you're trying to get better at. If you yep. want to become, you know, very good at hunting, surround yourself with hunters. You know, I put that together with fishing. I need to surround myself with them. So one night we're, uh, we're sitting there and, and, um, you know, it's probably seven o'clock at night, sun's going down, we're watching TV and, uh, you know, we're all rigged up for the next day. And, um, two guys come walking in and they're talking and, and I'm looking at these guys, Mark, these guys look so familiar. Who are these? And they, 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 I stand up and shake their hands. It's, um, you know, oh, I'm Robbie and, uh, and I'm Gerald and nice to meet you. And, uh, and they sit down and Hey, you mind if we grab a drink? Absolutely. So they go, they grab one of my sodas and we're sitting there and we're talking and I'm looking at these guys, like, who are these guys? And at this point I've watched every YouTube video there is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I'm sitting there, and I, I pull open my phone, and I start searching. I go, Bassmaster Elites, you know, roster. And I start scrolling through. I start scrolling through. And I'm like, oh, there's one because they got the pictures right next to the name. And I, I'm sitting there, and there's Robbie Latuso on one side of me and uh, Gerald Explorer on the other side of me, both new to the Elite Series. And here I am talking to them. And I'm like, you know, and then that's when the starstruck set in. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, here they are. So <laughs> here we go. And, you know, I can't. 
you never want to bother the guys with too many questions. You still want to be, you know, you got to be cool, you know, you got to yeah, be their oh, yeah. friend, uh-huh. you know. So, so you know, I'm 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 trying to refrain as much as possible from asking questions. But uh, like I said, I was surrounding myself with high caliber fishermen that, you know, just being around the conversations, you know, past events, you know, I, I got to learn everything I can. So I think I did a pretty good job at it. Um, you know, that, that tournament, I got to fish with Matt Lee. Um, I put three cool. in the boat with Matt Lee, which I was very proud of. Um, and, uh, that was, um, that was just awesome. You know, like, you know, getting to talk to him, you know, about it, you know, talk a little bit about his brother, but again, not too much. And, uh, mm-hmm. And it, it was it was just an amazing thing to be able to see how they work because they can't hide anything from you when they're 18 feet from you. You know, no. you get to see all the little tricks and and again, just fishing with these guys when especially after they've free fished for three or four days, it's just absolutely scary because we'll pull we'll be doing 75 miles an hour. Uh, I think he had a legend at the time, a legend bass boat. We pull mm-hmm. into this creek, everyone else is flying by us, and I'm like, well, if everyone else is flying by us and we're pulling in here, you know, hopefully we're on some. We come in, he swings four into the boat before I even get five casts off. And it was just amazing, you know. It was just the way they work with the speed, and that's just what I'm trying to replicate now. Um, from there, I remember we ended up, end up going into the back of a marsh. Um, I threw a fluke around everywhere, and I ended up catching three. Um, mm-hmm. I caught three the next day uh, with a man named Will Hardy. Uh, Will Hardy is the owner of Greenfish Tackle, um, tackle company that's uh, exploding right now. And he... Um, he was actually in 2017's Classic because he won 2016's Open on Lake Oneida. Oh. Um, yeah, so that that was pretty neat. Um, brand new Skeeter boat, and uh, we, um, that was, the lesson I took from him, there's there two stories from him. First, the lesson I took from him was, um, you know, I was talking to him, and, and when you fish with, some guys, they'll talk to you the whole time. Some guys, they don't want to talk to you until they get on them, and some guys don't like to talk much at all. So mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll like to talk, which is awesome. So I'm asking him every question, and, um, and uh, the biggest thing I took from him, and not only as a fisherman but as a uh, major business owner, was social media. Uh, mm. You know, he, like he said, he goes, you, you know, you can, it's all about, uh, you know, especially to pay your way through, a lot of social media, you know, you got some guys that can do it off of winning, but most of it comes from, you know, brands and sponsors, um, you know, you working for them, advertising, promoting their products and being able to, uh, earn money from them to pay for these, these events because they are not cheap. So, right. um, from there, that was the one where I got home from that. Another, that was a flight. I was lucky enough. I took a Southwest flight. I didn't drive all the way down to that one. So, yeah. um, I, I get home and I say, you know what? Um, I need to get social media. I think that's the, that's a, a big part of it, especially while I'm young. I can grow it. And, and from there, I did my own little, you know, I, I, uh, I'd say I went to college for Instagram. I, I was looking <laughs> up everything, you know, what, what the best times of day are to post, what the best filters are. You know, I learned that people, people are more apt to like a picture with a lot of blue in it. That's a pretty weird fact. But uh, no. it was... Um, I, I just took that and I said, you know what, I need to, I need to make a social media and, and that'll only help me with, with, you know, getting, being able to teach people and being able to have, uh, have brands see me and, um, start getting my name out there so I can do things like interviews and, uh, and, uh, YouTube seminars and stuff like that. So that was, uh, uh one of the major things I took from that, um, 
event. Uh, and then our last event was on uh, Smith Lake in Jasper, Alabama. Uh, mm-hmm. We rented out a beautiful cabin with a group of guys. Again, just being able to surround myself with, with you know, experienced veterans um, of bass fishing. Um, I got to, uh, you know, again, practice for three days with Miles. And down there, it's um, the spotted bass are unlike unlike anything else. I, I thought they would relate like a smallmouth bass, but a spotted bass is, uh, you know, they're, they're chasing these blueback herring around. They're, they're, um, they don't really, when we were finding them, they were just everywhere. They'd pop up 80 feet from you, then they'd be 800 yards away from you, then they'd be underneath your boat, and <laughs> it was just very hard uh, to find them. Um, if, if you've never been to Smith Lake, Smith Lake is a gorgeous, um, gorgeous lake. I mean, every house there looks like a Bass Pro Shops. They're all on these cliffs. Um, oh, wow. All the houses are probably at least 40 to 100 feet high off the water. Um, it was an extremely deep lake. Uh, you would be, you would, you could touch the bluff wall with your, um, your fishing rod and you'd be in 180 feet of water. No problem. Which wow. is just absolutely insane. And it was very clear. I mean, obviously you couldn't see the bottom cause it was so deep, but, mm-hmm. uh, that was probably my toughest event because, you know, one, uh, they were either the, the elite guys were, uh, targeting, um, floating docks, which is tough to follow up on, especially in deep water like that. Yeah. There's no real, there's no real, um, there's no real docks with pilings. They're all floating docks. So yeah. a lot of your bass would be suspended right up underneath them. And, and if they were going to hit, you know, typically it's just tough to get your lure where these elite guys couldn't. Cause on, uh, on day one, I fished with Marty Robinson, which was, uh, another elite series guy. You know, it was just absolutely just uh, amazing to be able to fish with him again the way he worked fast the way he um hit every target wasn't backlashing just just the efficiency of this uh of this caliber of of anglers was just amazing mm-hmm. so um that was probably my toughest i learned a couple new things uh you know spy bait technique very slow you know you count it down 10 20 seconds reel it in really slow and then the spy baits made by uh realis i believe and uh it just shimmies just enough, and it's got these props, and I've never seen one before. But man, I threw it! I threw it till my arm was sore, and then <laughs> and plus, I almost lost my brain waiting for that thing to wait twenty seconds before I could start reeling. So mm-hmm. that was a painful one for me. But at least we had beautiful mountains and beautiful houses to look at. Um, right. I got to meet my I got to meet my idol, uh, Gerald Swindle, at a gas station. I ran into him, and you know, I've watched all his speech. I, one of his speeches, uh, he's from in front of a tank, and. I've probably watched that on YouTube. You know, if he has if he has a couple thousand views, I probably have half of them because I'm <laughs> always listening. To <laughs> Very motivational on on the way to and from these uh, these events. I would listen to him because you know just the the motivation he puts into it and the the energy is just amazing. So uh, I just now I just left Bass Pro Shops. I get a tournament tomorrow. I listen to it on the way up. It just it just gets you you know just gets your blood flowing and, and ready and. Uh, and you know it's just uh, you know he's he, you know he's a real good guy to meet, real down to earth. And uh, you know I was just I just had to meet him while I was there. And that's his hometown too. He lives right in Jasper, I believe. And and oh, okay. uh, he would be able to go to his house at night. Yeah. So that's a big plus getting to sleep in your own bed. Oh yeah, definitely. And and, and you know it's um, that was basically um, you know my my hey this is gonna be my farm league. I'm gonna go from the back of the boat, absorb everything I can from these guys, watch every YouTube video, read every book, get on Bass Resource, 
Um, from there, because I've worn out YouTube, I'm now on Bass University, just trying to watch everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now I'm uh, I'm starting with um, I'm starting with some week uh, weeknight tournaments on the front of my own boat. Um, I got a I got a yeah I got a high schooler on the back learning from me now. And um, now it's time for me to make my own decisions, fish these, and then uh, midway through the season I moved to Texas and down on Sam Rayburn Toledo Bend. From what I see, there's a tournament every weekend. So, uh, oh yeah. So I'm gonna gain, yeah, I'm gonna gain a lot of experience. Uh, um, you know, we we just got our boats in the water within the last month, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm never gonna take it out of the water up up, or I should say, down there. Uh, That's it. So my my yeah, my season will be extended. You know, uh, those those lakes you can deep crank, you can fish shallow, you can you know, I'll be able to become more versatile. Um, and uh, that that's one thing Matt Lee taught me was. Uh, I asked him, I, we were talking about his brother, Jordan, and he just won his first classic. And as you know, he just won his second, but, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, which is amazing. But, um, talking to Matt Lee, he was, he was telling me, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, you know, my, my, you know, my brother won the classic, you know, amazing and stuff. You know, we were just, you know, our family's just, you know, just absolutely in awe. And he was telling me a little bit about his childhood. Cause I always ask these pros, I don't, I would never ask him how do you catch fish? I'd ask, how did you learn how to catch fish? You know, yeah. was it videos? What'd you do? And Matt told me that him and Jordan would, um, they were fortunate enough. They grew up in Northern Alabama and Northern Alabama has your shallow muddy lakes all the way to your deep, uh, clear water lake. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, so, so Matt and Jordan would watch everything on YouTube, read the books, read about drop shotting. They would go try it. They'd read about this. They'd go try it. And they would just within 20 minutes be able to hit all these lakes. And, uh, he told me, he goes, he goes, uh, I thought I was going to be a baseball player. You know, I, I, I took baseball on and I loved it. So I played baseball in high school while Jordan fished. And he goes, and as you can see now, you know, Jordan is, you know, he's, he's just so good at bass fishing because of those four years where he yep. fished while I was still playing baseball. And that kind of put in my mindset, you know, that along with uh, actually uh, Tom Brady's series of, uh, of videos, because I'm a big Tom Brady fan, uh, he would, um, they both said, you know, you need to be willing to give up things to be great right. at specific things. So that's where I put in, you know, hey, you know, oh, you know, I'm invited to play golf this weekend. You know what? Hey, guys, sorry, but, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go fish. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fish because there's no limit to how much you can fish. And you know there's other kids out there fishing every day, fishing after school, fishing after work. And I need to put in that much time. And, and fortunately, my schedule in the Coast Guard allows me to do that. I get... um. I work right. two days on, two days off, so I'm I'm allowed to fish a lot. My wife allows me to with the little baby, and even and better. Before you know it, she, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's got a Barbie pole just waiting until she's big enough to throw it. So she, there you uh, go. She, she'll be out there too, and especially down in Texas, I'll put a little bimini top on so she doesn't get sunburnt, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll be out there fishing. So there you go. She'll be your calling girl soon. Oh yeah, you know it, you know it. So <laughs> uh, and, and that's the thing is, is the girls they have a. They have a better uh, mind for uh, attention to detail, so she might end up whooping my butt someday. Uh, very well might, yes. You better watch out. <laughs> cool, exactly, man. yeah. All right. Well, when we get back, Kyle is going to share one of his most epic freshwater fishing days with us, so stay tuned. Our merch shop is now open for business. We have shirts, stickers, and much more, all sporting our signature Microfish logo or tons of other cool fishing designs from independent artists, and all at great prices. Go to www.tell.fish merch to check it out. 
All right, we are back with Kyle Jenkins, and uh, we've already been talking about some pretty epic fishing with all the pros he's gotten to fish with and all the amazing and uh, famous lakes he's gotten to fish on doing the Bassmaster Open. And uh, so, and that's pretty epic in and of itself. But uh, now we're going to have him tell us about his most epic day of fishing. So just kind of tell us, you know, what you're doing and, uh, uh, you know, what you're fishing for that day. All right. Well, uh, well, one day um, my uh, my dad's girlfriend, she has a, uh, a lake house up in Maine, a little lake called Lake uh, Cotchnoag in Monmouth, Maine. And uh, we're out there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was, again, I'm applying everything I'm learning from Bass University and YouTube. And it's fall. So, I'm you know, I'm trying to figure out water temps and I'm out there and and um, I'm out there, and, and I spot something on the sonar, so I circle back around. I'm only in about 10 feet of water, and I, I spot a little school. And, I, you know, I'm learning my fish finders. These are new. I got hummingbird helix that I just got. Mm, okay. I'm out there, and, and I, I look, and, uh, you know, they're, they're coming up. I go, ooh, I think those look like bass. Here we go. So I back off, and I, I start fishing for them, and I'm throwing a, a deep diving crankbait, um, 10 feet of water. It's probably a 10 or 14-foot diving crankbait, and... Um, and uh, as soon as I start reeling it down, and as soon as it probably gets down to the depth of the fish, boom, I set the hook on a fish. You know, it's a, it's a, probably a two and a quarter. So my mm. call is awesome. I throw it in the live well just for pictures, you know. Yeah. So I, uh, I, um, I back off. I get repositioned again. I throw back out there. Crank down, crank down. Boom, set the hook. Two and three quarter. All right, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Throw them in the live well. Get reset. Wind's blowing me around. But I, I, I throw one more time, and I catch a three and a half. Wow. And, and, you know, my, it, it was just, you know, it may not be the biggest fish, but it was one of those days where just everything started coming together. So I worked my way out of the spawning flat. I proved that they're not up there, uh, up there feeding. Mm-hmm. I worked my way out deep, didn't find them deep, found them in that middle ground. And I really just put together what I learned and proved myself that, hey, I, I can find them. I can take everything I learned from, from fishing the opens, from fishing the, uh, from, from watching everything online, reading the books, and, and here I am. I set the hook into three good fish, and uh, it was just amazing to put it together, catch three chunks. I got a video up on, on Instagram, my, my three good reasons for using a, uh, a Jenko crankbait. Mm-hmm. So I pull each one out, and I, I show them, and, and it was just more than just the fish and being able to almost call my shot on it was just me looking up in the sky and going, oh, my God. I, I got it. I just put I just put it together, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was probably one of one of my most epic days for, for learning. Um, you know, recently um I uh I caught a um last year I was in South Carolina um for a school with the Coast Guard, caught myself um, you know, a couple five and a half. Meanwhile I was in a I was in a ten foot John boat because I had to put it in the back of my truck to drive down there. Ten <laughs> foot John boat with twelve foot gators. So so it was right. uh, that was a blast <laughs> that was a blast down there too, just um you know, be able to, to catch those fives, which, which I've never had, uh, you know, especially smallmouth fishing, I, you know, you don't have as much of an opportunity to catch those, those five plus, uh, All right, fish. Yeah. um, yeah. So one of my other funny stories, um, takes me back to when I was little, um, being from, uh, the North shore of Massachusetts, you know, there's a lot of tuna fishermen and mostly a lot of striper fishers, fishermen right. for the recreational side. Uh-huh. And, um, so I was, I was surrounded by that, and I was the weird one that liked to go, um, you know, pond fishing. And, and, you know, all the guys, you know, you know you're know, you catching our bait, you know, make, giving me some, um, <laughs> yeah. giving me some, uh, some talk. So I end up, um, um, I'm about seven years old, and me and my father, my brothers, my mother, we take, uh, 
we take my father's boat out and we go striper fishing all day long. And, you know, we probably didn't catch anything. And, and we pull in and, uh, you know, typical Saturday night at a, at a New England boat ramp, it's full of people and there's a line. And, and um, my dad backs the trailer down, we get the boat on and um, we're pulling up out of the ramp and uh, all these people, they're hooting and hollering and they're laughing and, and pointing at our boat. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm seven years old. I'm, I'm, on, a, I'm on the dock still with my life jacket on and I look over and uh, they're, they're saying that we caught a fish. I'm like, no, we didn't. We didn't catch any fish. And uh, we look and on the prop is uh, about a three foot line with a hook on it with about a 15 or 16 inch schoolie striper hanging from it. <laughs> Alive, clopping around. And I'm just, we're dumbfounded at, first of all, how do we cut somebody's line? And second of all, how do we cut somebody's line with a, a live fish still on it, flopping around? And of course we hooked it and threw it back and, it was just, it was just the craziest thing. I've never heard of that happening. <laughs> you know, I, you know, running over a line with a live fish, pulling up on the boat ramp and here he is dangling from dangling from the prop it was just amazing. I thought that was one of the funniest stories I've ever seen. Oh yeah. So, so that fish was being pulled behind the boat for who knows how long. It, <laughs> who knows? It could have been, it could have been a couple hundred yards or a couple hundred yards or a couple, a uh, couple miles, but that fish was alive and kicking and it, it was just, the craziest thing to see I, i've never heard a story like that before i bet i bet that fish was thinking the same thing this is the craziest <laughs> yeah. thing i've ever yeah, exactly. experienced yeah. <laughs> getting dragged by yeah, that, boat. that's no <laughs> that's no ride at disney world no absolutely not <laughs> wow man <laughs> yeah so that that was just crazy but uh but yeah overall um you know i i you know from all my all my fishing um you know, being able to fish the co-anglers, I'm sorry, the co-angler, as a co-angler in the opens, um, I've been able, been able to gain some sponsors. Um, Hooked on Lips is a fishing community on uh, Facebook, Instagram. I believe they have a Snapchat opening up, which is, it's awesome because they do, um, they do, uh, I've been doing some seminars on there. Uh, I've been doing some uh, Lucky Tackle Box, um, you know, box openings, being able to explain what's in them because yeah. I, I get a free box from Lucky Tackle Box each month. Um then uh, also it's a community where you can go in and ask questions and there's just guys from all over the country that it's not just bass fishing. It's, it's trout, it's saltwater, it's everything and uh, fly fishing. So, um, so that's, a, uh, you know, one of those learning resources I have. Um, some of the other sponsors I was able to gain is uh, Hayes Camp Outdoors, which is um, uh, uh, Nathan Hayes Camp's a kid up in uh, Montana who makes his own lures and uh, he, he airbrushes and just makes these oh. absolutely amazing jerk baits, crank baits, and, um, nice. and just does a great job with them. Yeah. And then, uh, um, a couple of my other sponsors, uh, star jigs, um, Alan out of, uh, Missouri makes, um, hand makes his own jigs. Now he's going to chatter baits and now he's going to, um, he's going to spinner baits and buzz baits. And, uh, and again, all these, all these guys are, uh, you know, they've been, you know, been able to test out their gear and, 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 uh, try it out. And it, it just helps so much having them behind me with uh, with these tournaments and and being able to not have to go to Bass Pro Shops and spend two hundred bucks like I just did every single time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, yeah, it 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 is awesome. Uh, but um, Bass Pro uh, knows how to make hundred dollar bills disappear uh, faster than uh, most any other place I'm uh, I know of. Oh, I'll tell you. I mean, you know, between these, you know, new electronics, new trolling motors, new. You know, just the wires for these for these uh, electronics just cost me 120 bucks. So yeah. it's, it's just absolutely insane. But you know what? When you love it this much, you know, you'll I'll cut back on the dirt biking. I'll cut back on the dolphin. I'll cut back on everything 
you know, in order to, to chase this dream. Sure enough. So in, in speaking of chasing the dream, so you said that uh, the next step is uh, fishing, you know, front of the boat in, in the club tournaments. Are you, are you still going to do some of the uh, opens uh, as a co-angler or what what's the plan? Um, you know, if they if they come down to Sam Rayburn, Toledo Bend, also uh, in Orange, Texas, there's the Sabine River. Uh, if they come down towards that way, I will. I mm-hmm. think for now, I'm going to do my own tournaments um, on my own. But it would be, I mean, and they come to those lakes almost every year. So yeah. it would be absolutely amazing to see how the uh, the Elite Series guys find the fish on them and, and find right. you know the, the patterns of them on, on these new lakes. Um one thing that I have to say about co-angler is co-angling is um, it's about 425 bucks to get in. And then, you know, your traveling fees for me, which is a lot. I was going from Connecticut to all these southern destinations. Yeah. Um, and then all, all your all your expenses, uh, it is expensive. But the one thing that I put together on it was it's, it's a week-long guided trip with a new pro every day with a chance at winning your money back or more. You know, you can mm-hmm. win a $30,000 boat, or if you come to the top 40, you'll win your money back. So it, you can't beat it um, because if you go out and take a guide, a guide's going to be 400 bucks a day, yep. and you're not going to win anything back on that nope. day. So, so I highly <laughs> recommend the uh, the Opens as a call angler. It's just, you know, absolutely just hands down my favorite fishing time of my life. You know, it was just it was just awesome. And, and again, if they come down that way, even in the Louisiana, I know Louisiana is tough right now with some of the laws they're battling, but I think it will be uh, very, very good for me to, to get on a pro's boat in some of my new home waters. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know you're looking forward to learning those waters and applying some of the things you've learned elsewhere. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, following you on Instagram here over the next few months as you do and uh, seeing some great things to come. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and for anybody out there, my Instagram's uh, Kyle Jenkins Bass Fishing. Um, there's a little uh, underscore between each uh, each word. But um, and uh, John, I just thank you for letting me come on the show. And uh, I that was a good time. And uh, thank you very much. I hope I got to uh, show some people a, a little bit different of a side of bass fishing with the co angler side. And everybody, get out there, fish, and uh, have a blast with it. Absolutely. And well, it was a pleasure having you on. Thanks, Kyle. Absolutely, John. Will you take care? Have a good one. Don't forget to visit tell.fish slash gear to get our recommendations on gear that will take your angling adventures to the next level and help make you the next Telltale Fisherman. This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.